Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Are you ready? You think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Degen Nation fam, what is up? What is happening? It's the Degen Nation podcast powered by the Fantasy Authority coming at you with some more best ball content. I guess it's episode two of season one or however you want to look at it. But we're back again. Ryan Alexander underscore W is where you can find me on Twitter. Kev Steele and Maddie Dickinson joining me as well. Kev Steele on Twitter at Fantasy Wrath 13. That's child please the God, Kevin the grandfather. And uh, Maddie Dickinson at Maddie DFS is where you can find him on Twitter. Boys, we're talking top best ball stacks, uh, underdog and best ball tens. Kev, underdog now live in Missouri. Have you gotten into some best balls? You ready to talk these stacks? I am. I am. I'm ready to get into it. I, the only thing I'll say really quickly is that the only thing I don't like so far about underdog, the like I like the fact that they have a 30 second window for, for or a 30 second timer to draft because if I would just want to jump in and get one knocked out. But like considering it starts at any moment, uh, you know, if I'm not ready to do that draft at that time because you can't pick your time, it's, it's whatever it feels. Uh, you know, if you're not ready, like I just said, like that. That's the one thing about best ball tens that I do like is that they have the option for four and eight hour timers. So you know, if you, if you're busy and you have stuff going on, you can still knock out best ball drafts. But you know, you're not you're not in, in tune to the that that time limit. So um, yeah, that's that's about the only issue I have with it. But I'm excited to get into some underdog fantasy, though. I know that. Hell yeah. No, this, this is going to be lit. I mean, there's still a lot lot to be had there, Kev. I mean, the $10 tournament we talked about last week is open. People are getting into that. And if you can find the sweet spot of time to to get a draft in, 
um, that that's where it goes. We're talking about the top best ball stacks here on the DJ Nation podcast. Maddie, I know you're the one that was talking to us about underdog there too. Have you gotten into any best balls yet? What 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 are you looking at as far as stacks for yourself or for your teams? Or maybe you haven't gotten into any yet, but you're making notes of where ADP is at and kind of where the field is is shaping up to be. Yeah, I haven't gotten into any just yet. I'm, I'm myself. I'm in baseball mode at the moment, so starting to prepare for for season long baseball team. Oh, but uh, but uh, I digress on that. But no, I, I am like you said, trying to make notes on on some stacks that are are too cheap for uh, for where they're going currently. Um, and I know we mentioned on the last pod that that we like Indy uh, as a group, so I won't really uh, touch on them. But uh, you know, just looking at there's two two offenses that really stick out that are that are for me that are going to be at the top of the league um, in terms of scoring and and one is one is the Rams. Uh, you got Matt Stafford uh, who's going off the board uh, around QB ten. Uh, he's going at nine, ADP of ninety five point four on underdogs. So you're looking at uh, almost double double digit rounds there uh, for Stafford. He's got you know good weapons in that offense throwing two. Uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and then he's got second-year wide receiver Van Jefferson, who will be back and and likely slotting into that uh, wide receiver three role in that offense, uh, stretching the field. And uh, Robert Woods is surprisingly cost more for you to pair with uh, Stafford than um, than Cooper Cup does. Woods is at forty-five point six ADP, and then you've got Cup at fifty-seven point four. Usually, you know, Cup is the one that's ahead of Woods, but um, so a little bit of a discount on cup there. I, I think people are, you know, saw the, the ups and up and down games that he had, uh, last year, maybe get kind of concerned about his, his consistency, but I just want to reiterate one more time for, for best ball purposes that you want guys who have monster ceilings weekend and week out. And, and even if they have a dud game, I don't, I don't care about zero points because they're getting replaced with somebody on your bench automatically. Like you don't have to make that decision. So I'd rather have a guy who scores zero points one week and 30 points the next, as opposed to a guy who scores 15 and 15. And you might, the listeners might be saying, well, th- those both equal 30 points. And yeah, well, the the week that Cup scores zero, uh, somebody else is scoring, let's say, 10 points. So in reality, my team got 40 points uh, across those two weeks. Uh, so that's just something to think about uh, when, when you're drafting players in best ball. Shoot for high ceiling players. So really like the Rams and even Tyler Higby is a really cheap tight end that, that you can throw in there. Uh, to pair with Matt Stafford, uh, who we saw have some some rapport with tight ends in Detroit. Um, and then the other offense I like, uh, going to come as, as no shock to you. you. You have to pay a little bit for them, a little bit higher than the Rams, but the Dallas Cowboys, the the defense in Dallas is not going to get any better than it was this, this past year. Uh, Dak's coming back off an injury, and I think that's going to scare people off a little bit. Had Dak not gotten hurt, he was on pace for 5,700 passing yards. I think the leader in the league threw around 4,100. So that sh- that just tells you the torrid pace that he was on. You know, he's he's currently going off the board uh, as the fifth fifth QB behind Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, and Kyler, which is respectable. You know, I, I can respect those four ahead of Dak, but Dak was he was in a league of his own uh, before he got hurt this year. So. I think you're getting an injury discount on him in going around 65 ADP, which last year I was drafting all the Dak and he was going at like 75, 80. So it's not that much different than where he was being drafted last year. Uh, and his pass catchers are are more of the same. You know, Amari Cooper is going to cost you. He's up there with the likes of Allen Robinson and Michael Thomas and all those guys. 
But if you're stacking, you definitely want to take a shot on him. Uh, CD Lamb, he's going to cost you as well. He's up there uh, just five uh, five spots behind Cooper. And then you actually have to scroll all the way down to Michael Gallup at 95 ADP, who is, uh, you know, he's he's a key piece of that offense. Uh, he's got a good rapport with Dak. He's just like I was just talking about with Cup. He can have zeros and have ceiling games. Michael Gallup can have two touchdown games where he catches, you know, three passes for 90 yards and two scores. Like those are those are the kind of games that Gallup has uh, in his repertoire. So I really like Gallup. And then the tight ends came on the scene uh, for Dallas um, this past year, and, and they seem to be pretty pretty cheap this this go around too. So yeah, Dallas and the Rams. Uh, two teams that I'm looking to get a lot of in, in terms of stacking. Yeah. D- Dallas is definitely a fun one. I, you, you talked, I was going to bring up the tight end if you didn't get there, but yeah, Blake Jarwin, you know, going all the way down um, at tight ends of the twenties, just because I think yeah. people forgot about him. Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz is a, is a name that probably people will think about. And then coming off the injury for Jarwin, I don't think they're thinking about that as well, but yeah, yeah. Lo- love, love Dallas. I couldn't believe, you know, I mean, Gallup is Gallup and, and it's just crazy because before the CD lamb hype last year, <laughs> he was going to be that, that dude that people liked and were thinking that was going to break out. And like you said, Dak is able to keep all those guys viable. Um, another situation like that, um, Maddie, when I was just thinking about this as I was drafting a team, earlier today was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and it really comes down to me for like, no, Ben Roethlisberger is, is, isn't, you know, what he used to be, but you can get him as a cheap option. And like, we know what that team's identity is. I mean, Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere. They're, they're switching up the offensive coordinator there, but Ben Roethlisberger is Ben Roethlisberger. And we, we saw last year, like he's going to keep these guys viable if he's able to stay healthy and the line is able to keep them upright. And Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool um, paired, paired with him. Like, I think those guys are going early, but nobody wants to take Roethlisberger as the quarterback. And if you've gotten, you know, a high tier guy and you want to take a chance on Ben, like you're saying those boom weeks, like if Deontay Johnson and Claypool are having boom weeks, then Roethlisberger is right there with them too. So I think he offers some nice late round insurance there um, for some of your teams that are successful because Claypool and, and Deontay Johnson are going within, you know, Five, round five or round six in, in some best ball drafts. And then Roethlisberger is going all the way down um, pretty much borderline uh, qu- quarterback two, quarterback three in, in best balls. Kev, how are you feeling about your stacks and what, what are, what's standing out to you um, in this round before I get to my second uh, option? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I, at the very least that um, at least, you know, avoiding the, the, the obvious ones, I think I start off with what like Jalen Hurts right now. Like I was surprised how low he's going. He's going to QB 14. Like I figured he would go higher than that. Now I think some of that's because of the reports that we've seen about the possibility of Philly taking a quarterback with their number six overall pick, which I still think would be an absolute mistake with, with Jalen Hurts. But if we get to this point and you take a shot on him now, if you're, if you're drafting now and you can take a shot on him, like he makes some sense to, to invest in because especially, cause this is probably the cheapest you're going to get him because if we get past the draft that they do not take a quarterback, he is his value is going to skyrocket because of his ability as a rusher. Because if you look at the, at the games that he played last year when he actually started in those four games, uh, he was a QB one on all those weeks, but one and really he was on on pace in that week seventeen game when they pulled him halfway through the game. He still was what, scored seventeen fantasy points that week, but he nineteen thirty seven point eight twenty point six seventeen point three through those last four games of the season that he played. He had over a hundred. He had at least. 
34 rushing yards in all four, but he had at least – and the other three, he had 69, 63, and 106 rushing yards. So we're looking for that Konami code quarterback every single year, and he's probably going to be the guy that you're going to be able to get later because most of all the other dudes, if you look at just uh, pure ADP right now, all of them are going within the top 10 to 12 quarterbacks. Uh, there's really nobody late that you can really look at right now to say, okay, well, yeah, this guy's locked in to uh, somebody that I really want my hands on in terms of that rushing upside. Uh, he's kind of the only guy because pass. I mean, Ryan Tannehill runs a little bit, but you know, Daniel Jones has some rushing upside, but nothing remarkable, right? At least in terms, if you're, in a, as long as we're not talking about the rookies right now, which I am not. So with him, like I think at quarterback fourteen, if you can get him there at one hundred and thirteenth overall, and then really what it comes down to, he is such a cheap stack, and those are the guys that I have because they're all really cheap stacks that you can go with. Uh, Jalen Rager at wide receiver fifty right now. He's the only wide receiver they have being drafted. Uh, Dallas Goddard isn't isn't ridiculous at tight end eight or ninety first overall. So I, I like both of those guys as options uh, to pair him with, or you can even pair him with Miles Sanders if you wanted to. A couple other guys. One, I don't really need to get it that far into Wentz still going at QB twenty three. I kind of wanted to pedal back and look to see where he was going after the trades happened, and to kind of we got some more information. Another week from advance, he's still going late. He's moved up. I think he was QB twenty seven. Now he's QB twenty three. But that's still so. That is an incredible value. On a guy this time last year in August, people were drafting Carson Wentz as a top ten quarterback, right? And this is you can make right. a strong case that this is a much better offense that he's going into with it with one of the best offensive lines in all of football with you know young wide receivers and Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell that are Michael Pittman is wide receiver forty three right now. Paris Campbell's being undrafted, which is ridiculous to me. Um, somebody with his level of upside coming off that injury. So I, I like that, but Baker Mayfield is the other one that I wanted to talk about. He is QB seventeen right now. Now it, it's it's tough, <laughs> excuse me, because his other options <clears throat> aren't his other options aren't necessarily <laughs> sexy, uh, right? Because like Jarvis Landry and Best Ball, like that doesn't do a whole lot for you. But he's going at wide receiver thirty three, uh, and then OBJ wide receiver thirty four. Like I, I think that's actually a pretty decent value for him if he can bounce back, stay healthy. This season, because he's had the last two years, he's been injury injury riddled, and so hopefully he he can get bounced back this year. Because if he does, a wide receiver thirty four, that could be a really solid value to pair him with Baker Mayfield. But if you but if you look at Baker Mayfield from week twelve on, I mean eighteen point four, twenty eight point five, twenty nine, twenty one. He had the the eight burger where they just crushed the the Jets, and then sixteen point two in week seventeen, right? Like he put up very, very respectable numbers over that final quarterback 17. Like he doesn't offer much in the rushing game, but he was super efficient last year. He was sixth in deep ball completion percentage, um, uh, 14th in deep ball attempts, and then uh, 12th in air yards. So, I mean, he threw for 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns. So, QB 17, I like him as a late round guy. If you're going to take a shot on a guy late and pair him with, you know, some of the guys that he has, and you're not going to have to spend an incredible amount. You know, if you want to take a flyer on an Odell Beckham to bounce back this year, who's still only 28 years old, I think he still has something left in the tank. And I was surprised. Austin Hooper's going at tight end 22. I'm like, tight end 22? I mean, we're talking about the tight end position is a fucking dumpster fire once you get past a certain point. So tight end 22, I'm about that life with Austin Hooper in the second year of this offense with Kevin Stefanski. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, no, that that's wild, Kev. Baker was some guy that I was looking at, too, because I was looking at Odell because he was just going so cheap. And I mean, it's it's still Odell. I've, I've seen a lot of slander about the guy on Twitter and things of that nature. But like, I mean, this this offense is not better with without Odell. I don't I, you just can't convince me of that with throwing out Rashad Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones like he's going to he's going to make that that much better. And we saw Baker kind of get hot towards the end of the year going into the playoffs. So, I mean, if, if Odell's a part of that type of Baker Mayfield instead of the one who was struggling in the first couple of games of the season, that's nice. Um, I wanted to talk about Jared Goff, too, and I know that's not a sexy name, but just about where he's going. And you, we don't know the Detroit situation, right? Like, Kenny Galladay is, is most likely going to be gone in free agency. We don't even know what's going to happen with Marvin Jones in free agency. So that's keeping him under the radar. But he is a guy... Um, that is kind of going outside of, of the top 24 quarterbacks there. The Detroit Lions team, like uh, they traded for him. So maybe they do see something in him. And again, another late round guy. I feel a little bit more maybe uh, confidence, not the right word with Ben Roethlisberger, but I've seen him, you know, kind of keep things afloat. And we just don't know what, what Jerry Goff's going to offer. But like Maddie was alluding to, I mean, with the weapons that he just left in L.A. there, I mean, they're going to have to surround him with some pieces. Right. So, you know, he was keeping Cooper, Cooper, Cooper Cup afloat, keeping Robert Woods afloat, keeping the tight ends afloat there. Like if they can surround him with some stuff there in Detroit and you want to take a late option there at the quarterback position, I, I definitely like to like to get to him as well another another guy that I wanted to talk about too was Ryan Tannehill just with the Titans offense I mean they're still explosive there with the pieces that they had the pieces that they had last year were definitely paying dividends in DFS Maddie you talked about uh, Corey Davis being doing the similar things as AJ Brown was doing and he he's a free agent now it looks like as, as Kev was telling me but I mean still with AJ Brown there uh, you could you can get him. I've seen him go in the third round of drafts and you, we know that you're going to be able to get Tannehill late because people are thinking about Derrick Henry. And if they're able to get some pieces there, I still think Tannehill has a little bit left in the tank there. So a Titans offense that still is looking to be explosive in an AFC division that, that kind of is going to be beat up from a defensive standpoint as a lot of changes are being moved there. The Jacksonville's getting young. Houston's pretty terrible. Uh, that, that division is just not, it's going to be very, uh, give up a lot of points. I think the quarterbacks are going to do a, a, a lot well in the AFC South. So the Colts too, the Colts are good, but the other two are a little bit suspect. So I think Tannehill's 
the Titan stacks are a little bit interesting right now, granted where you can get them. Is there anything else that's kind of sticking out to you guys at this point? I mean, or another situation, I guess, that I wanted to look at was was the Chargers, too, because I was looking at Herbert and where he's going. And Austin Eckler has definitely been a guy that I've targeted, too, and to see if I can get him early on. I'm comfortable with having him as my RB1 or RB2, granted on where I'm drafting in the draft. But I just like the Chargers situation in general. I mean, Herbert definitely came on strong there with the Chargers. I think they, you know, trust them to kind of let loose. And Keenan Allen, he's going, you know – anywhere in the top 10 to top 12 wide receivers off of the board, but there's still a lot of situations to, to be had there too. I mean, with Hunter Henry going to free agency, Daniel Pardum was a guy that, you know, we, we could talk about in DFS and, <laughs> and to get him as late. And so if he's, if he's going unowned, the tight end position is pretty ugly, you know, outside of the top three guys there in, in Kittle, Kelsey and, and Waller. Um, so people are really trying to, you know, scrounge late you've seen tight end runs go in best ball leagues so if you can get somebody who's a flyer like that if they don't bring henry back and even if they do bring henry back maybe you take a chance on him granted he goes to another situation that could be um favorable for him but definitely the Chargers situation is one that i like too kev what are there any others that are sticking out to you at this point i think the other one is one we've already talked about that's about last week but was um the Jacksonville stack, I think, with Trevor Lawrence and his ability to as a runner, because I mean he is a more than capable runner as, in his own right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that gets two, three hundred rushing yards a year. Like he's not going to be somebody that's like a Konami code, but he certainly has that in, the, in his bag where he can get you forty or fifty rushing yards and a touchdown. And and that is something that we obviously covet that raises his floor. And then the rest of the guys, I mean, DJ Chark is absolutely free right now. Um, you know, Lavisca Chenault is absolutely free. So those are the two guys that I'd want to stack him with right now. I think. Chris Conley and the the for the brand Keelan Cole uh, it, are they're both free agents, so we don't have to. So those guys are gone. So there's a lot. We all have to see what they do with free agency to surround Trevor Lawrence and those other guys there. They don't really have a tight end unless you you know love the the kid uh, Oliver that they have down there. I know Debro loves him, but uh, that's really all they got right now. So I mean that's a really cheap stack that you can get your hands on that does have quite a bit of upside with Urban Meyer and that offense. That offensive line is very underrated. Uh, last year, there were one, you know. So I think a lot of people they look at the Jaguars, they're like, "Oh, their offensive line is terrible." And I'm always like, "No, actually, let's let's real slow the pump the brakes a little bit on that. They're not nearly as bad as what people think they are. Uh, they are, I think, they were like top 15 in most metrics in terms of adjusted line yard and stuff like that last year. So they were much better than what people give them credit for, anyway. Yeah, and that's going to be exciting too with Urban Meyer being there, a college coach coming in with a rookie quarterback and trying to establish that that style of offense there that that could you know be be really beneficial for fantasy kev before i toss it back over to maddie this really doesn't tie in with best balls necessarily but do you feel like they'll draft a um do you think they'll bring in another wide receiver because I've, I've heard kind of rumors about them trying to draft maybe a wide receiver um that could you know hurt shark i guess uh or hey, maybe lavisca you- well, it would depend on the type of wide receiver that they brought in. Yes, I definitely think they're going to be looking at wide receiver. And this wide receiver class is incredibly deep. There is a lot of wide receiver talent in this class. So, you know, whether they draft somebody, I think they could definitely look at, at, at signing somebody as well. Um, I know it, people have talked about Allen Robinson coming back. I don't know if that I, – I don't know if he'd want to do that. But I think he wants to win a ring at this point. And I, right in February, I uh, see he sent out the tweet, uh, I want a ring, no cap. So uh, I don't think the Jaguars <laughs> are going to be doing that anytime soon even though I do uh, like some of the direction that they're heading. But I, I definitely look, they're definitely going to add another wide receiver. They've, they've lost too many pieces there. They're not definitely not going to draft one in the first round because because of Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> but 
this 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 uh, draft is so incredibly deep that um, at wide receiver that they could take one second, third, fourth round. So, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. And even then, I mean, you know, if, if some of the main guys are gone, you know, some of the top tier talent at the wide receiver position is gone, that wouldn't make me too worried about um, Chark at all. Even even Visca to a certain extent. Um, but if they were able to, you know, get somebody late who kind of fell off the board that people weren't expecting, um, like like a you know Jamar, but that won't happen. But Rondell Moore, or something, somebody who'd be dynamic um, there, that would be interesting because you would think that Urban Meyer is bringing in that guy um, to to do something with with Trevor Lawrence. You guys got anything else as we as we wrap this up? I know last time we talked about um, a lot of situations kind of being open and still not being resolved obviously and i don't know that we'll get that resolved in the next coming weeks but i'm the carolina situation is kind of interesting to me denver's situation is interesting maddie i know you talked about san fran last week that's being interesting there's a lot of quarterbacks uh, quarterback situations that aren't set that could definitely change the landscape of drafting so to speak granted on um, who gets there and then before and not even to kind of take it off the rails, but Russell Wilson news came out after we, after we podcasted last week. So depending on where he lands, that could definitely change the landscape. Maddie, what, what are your uh, thoughts as we wrap it up? Yeah, there was one other offense. I just wanted to very, very, very quickly touch on. Uh, and, and we, on the intro to best ball pod we did last week, we talked about taking advantage of uncertainty uh, and Ryan, I'm, I'm glad you just kind of segued into that. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of situations that we don't know right now. One of those is who's going to quarterback the New Orleans saints. Uh, you've got Jameis Winston currently going off the board as QB 28 and Taysom Hill going off the board as QB 31. So no matter which guy you think uh, ends up winning that job there, one of those guys is going to be fantasy relevant, whoever it ends up being. Taysom with his legs, if he's the starter, or Jameis, he, you know, he can air it out like we've seen him do in Tampa Bay as a, as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. So once one of those gets ruled the starter, they're going to catapult up to top 10 to 15 quarterback in terms of ADP. And right now you're getting them for half that price. So, uh, and even looking at the pass catchers for the Saints, uh, if you want, if you do, did want to take a shot on them, I mean, Michael Thomas is going lower than what we're used to for him, ADP of 28.4. Usually he's in the top 10 to 15 picks, um, which there is another another injury discount there. Uh, And then after that, you have to scroll all the way down to uh, Adam Troutman is the next pass catcher uh, who has an ADP of 177.6. And then you've got Emmanuel Sanders at 189.2. Jared Cook, I'm not – is Jared Cook coming back? I I can't remember if he's a a free agent or not, but – um, if he's back, uh, he's he's in you know ADP of two hundred seven. So I mean, regardless of of who you're going to stack on the Saints, they're literally free. Uh, and, and the Saints, you know, uh, under Sean Payton, they've been one of the better offensive teams in the league. So um, that's that's a situation I'm keeping my eye on. And even this early in the game for best balls, don't be afraid to take a shot on on uh, one of those two quarterbacks and, and run some Saints stacks because you can pair them with literally anybody and i just want to say uh surprise surprise as yes, jared cook is a free agent <laughs> so i thought he might be yeah. with with uh troutman being the the next highest pass catcher behind michael thomas i i figured uh that there was a reason for that so um yeah troutman he's interesting uh, i remember he was he was dfs chalk one week uh that jared yeah. cook was out so but yeah he's a, he's definitely a pass catcher so once you like kev mentioned once you get past the the three tight ends 
at the top, it's, it gets gross. So just don't be afraid to throw tight ends in your stacks with your QB. No, definitely. And and we'll definitely be talking about late, late round flyers. Actually the next episode that, that comes out will be about, you know, mid tier to, to late round guys that, that we're interested in. So um, definitely be on the lookout for that. I think that does it for our top stacks, Kevin, unless you got anything to sign off with the people. It doesn't look like, yeah, no, I, I, we, we hit on some stacks there. Obviously we're, we're going to be doing this all off season guys. So we're just trying to get the preliminary um, options out there to you and, and kind of what's sticking out early here as, as people are getting into their early best balls on best ball tens underdog and what have you DraftKings hasn't even opened up their best ball lobby yet. So be, be sure to definitely check that out as there's going to be a lot lot that goes on there um once that once that gets going but yeah we're dj nation pod um definitely subscribe to the channel on youtube um hit us up on the podcast hit us up on twitter at dj nation pod we love to hear from you guys um just getting our feet wet dabbling in a second episode here talking top best ball stacks with you guys we're going to be back talking uh mid-round and late round flyers that are sticking out to to us but signing off for uh, Maddie Dixon at Maddie DFS, Kev Steele, the Godfather at Fantasy Rat 13, myself, Ryan Williams. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Alexander underscore W. It's the DJ Nation Pod, powered by the Fantasy Authority. We'll catch you guys next for the next best ball show. Until then, we out. You think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.